Oh, I got a couple of thoughts about Oriole Park. So I used to go to Oriole Park at Camden Yards all the time. I lived down in Maryland for a few years. Love the stadium. I've always been a fan of the stadium, but I haven't been there in 10 years. Before going to the game on Friday night, I had not been in Oriole Park since 2013. I went to an Orioles Red Sox game in 2013. In fact, I went to a doubleheader that day. Me, my dad, one of my uh, closest friends, we drove down to D.C. to see Mets Nationals in the afternoon. And then at night, went to Orioles Red Sox and then drove home. It was uh, an unbelievable night. I was so cool. Um, first time at Oriole Park in 10 years. They built a hotel, the Hilton Hotel, really in the shadow of the stadium. And when they built that about 12, 13 years ago, I always hated it because I thought it took away from the view. Like if you're sitting behind home plate at Oriole Park and you look out in center field, there's this beautiful clock tower, like it's back to the future. It kind of blocks the clock tower. So I was never a fan of this hotel they built right outside of Oriole Park. Well, I'm about to flip-flop because I stayed in the hotel. I sold out. I said, F this. I may not like the hotel, but I'm staying at the hotel. And oh my God, the greatest thing ever. That game ends, firework night ends. It was like 35 feet from leaving Oreo Park, Utah Street, which is the area right in front of the warehouse, to walking into that hotel. Oh, my God, I love it. I I was so spoiled to have it be that close, especially with my son and my father-in-law. My youngest kid never came. My wife never came because they were like, you know what? Ah, We'll we'll come later. You know, the, the, the hotel is so close to the stadium. If we're up for it, if Spence has energy, we'll come in the fifth inning. They never came. Everybody fell asleep. So I <laughs> For first of all, uh how how was the, the pricing of, of the stadium? Was it was it like good enough where it's like you know, it's the Mets are in town, is the ticket is it a, is it a hot ticket? It you know, so Friday night really wasn't, even though it was firework night. They had about thirty thousand people there. I bought tickets straight from the Orioles and I sat behind home plate. Uh, last row of the field level, so like right under where the press box is. Um, it was it was like sixty bucks a ticket, like nothing crazy. By the way, by the way, I feel like such a schmuck. So I'm sitting in this last row field level. First batter of the game, Brandon Nimmo. It's a line drive right at me and my son. I'm not gonna be kidding. You. It's coming right at me. I put my hands up. Scorebooks on my lap. Put my hands up to try to catch it or knock it down or just keep jet, you know, in one piece. And it skims over my hands. I, like, I feel it like skim over my hands into the press box. All of a sudden, I, everybody's looking back like, why would you catch it? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? And um, there's really no end to this story. I, was, I didn't catch a foul What did Jet say about daddy's hands? Uh, he was not impressed. Not, you know, then Brandon Nimmo was going to foul ball every time he came up. Like, hey, let's be ready for the next foul. Ball. I said, Listen, this only happens like once a game, once every five games. But I, I honestly, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I put my hands up and it just went over me. Like, I wasn't, it's not like it went through my hands. It like just went slightly above me. I didn't jump. Why did you jump though? You're supposed to jump. Nah, I can't jump. Come on, I'm an old man. I'm sitting down on my – I didn't stand up, Pete. Like, I'm sitting in my seat. You didn't stand up? Doing right now. 
You didn't stand up. That's the most important thing. That's to eat. You, if you stood up, you would have easily caught the ball. I either would have caught the ball or would have hit me in the noggin. One of <laughs> <laughs> Look, my reaction time was I got my book on my lap. I'm not throwing my book to the ground. Now, I'm obviously not ducking from the baseball. I want to make sure Jed is safe. But I'll go for it, which I did. But I'm certainly not throwing my book down. I took a video. Like I, It was the first batter of the game. So I put my tablet out because I thought it was such a great view behind the plate. So I took video of the first at bat. So I actually have video, not of me, but of the ball coming straight back. And I feel really, really bad because I didn't realize at the time because I was so focused on the embarrassment of not catching the foul ball. But when I went back and watched the video, there was a guy who I guess recognized me and started screaming, Hey, Evan, nice catch. Like, he was mocking me a little bit, but being friendly. And I totally ignored him because I wasn't – I didn't hear him. I didn't, I didn't notice it until I rewatched the video. So, <laughs> excuse me. If that guy's out there, I'm sorry. We have, to, we, have to, douche. we have to post the video. It's very important. When you when these okay. things happen, you post the videos. Let them know. Video and then you post it or something. Or, man, no, I'll, yeah. I'll post that. Nobody will post it. I don't freaking know. I'm on vacation. Uh, one last question, just because I, last time I went to Baltimore, the one thing, it was a long time ago, I checked out the aquarium, and that was my favorite part of Baltimore. Did you guys hit up the aquarium at all or no? It's amazing you asked that. So the aquarium is the reason that I'm convinced my youngest son, Spence, did not have the energy to go to the game, nor did my wife. We got to Baltimore at about noon. We went to that uh, seafood place, some famous seafood place that's right there. Great meal, went to the aquarium, had a, a tremendous time. And I think it wore uh, the youngest little boy, Spence, out, who's almost three years old. So the aquarium was great, but I think it had negative repercussions. I think that cost him from seeing the Mets lose to the Orioles 10 to 3. But what really it cost him, and, and this is my biggest review of Oreo Park for all the dads and moms out there, they have the most kid friendly stadium in all of Major League Baseball, at least that I've seen. They have a playground, okay, number one. They've got a bouncy house. They've got a – it's not a speed gun, but the kids throw the baseball. They try to get it through, like, the catcher's mitt, so it's like a target. And then there's another baseball game that I can't even describe. Like, you throw the ball, and, like, it goes in a hole, it's a double. It goes in this hole, it's a triple. Either way, all for kids. And they had a good crowd, 30,000 people. There wasn't a line for any of the stuff, which I think is always the concern. You know, Kitty Field, as great as it is, you go there 30 minutes before the game, you may be on that line and miss the start of the game. You may be on that line for 45 minutes. So, And there was a good crowd, 30,000 people there. So I don't know if people don't know about this stuff, or maybe kids didn't go on a Friday night, but Jet loved it. And, and here was the thing. We sat down, we watched the game. David Peterson, you know, does his thing, battling through trouble. I knew because when Buck took him out after three innings, and I get why, he hasn't pitched a lot recently. That's when you knew there's no way this lousy bullpen is going to be able to piece together five or six innings out of the pen. There's no way. But we actually went mid-game. He's like, can we take a walk? I said, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it for you. Brand new park, Oriole Park. Let's walk away. And it was the inning where the Orioles took the lead and broke it open. Remember the Mets tied it with Lindor, got, I think, uh, a two-run double, I think is what tied the game up at two, something of that nature. Um, it was the following inning when they scored the four runs to go up six to two. Uh, yeah, I watched it on a TV while he was climbing 
the playground at Oreo Park. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But the other thing about Oriole Park at Camden Yards, it is like Disney World, and I'll tell you why. I have never seen a stadium as clean as this. I'm not kidding you. There was not dirt on the ground. In fact, I took a video of that. I'm going to post that too. I took a video of the ground. Seriously, I took a freaking video of the ground at Oreo Park to show how clean it was. <laughs> Dude, I've not, you could lick off that floor. That's how clean it was. Oh, my I, God, dude. Did you? Did I lick off? The, I, I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It, it is a great, great, great state. really is. I mean, the game sucked. It is what it is. But it was a, oh, how about Lindor in the first inning? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought of that. He gets a two-out double, and on the first pitch with Pete up, he tries to steal third base. I love you, Francisco. Get your head out of your ass. Outside of that, the game sucked. David Peterson was, I don't even know how to judge David Peterson's performance. He didn't give up a run. So from that standpoint, he was good. He put a bunch of guys on base. He was able to work his way through it. And then he handed it to the bullpen. And the bullpen was okay until Phil Bickford. Phil Bickford. Phil Bickford. That's a guy that ain't going to last. We should do a game of just naming random crappy relievers the Mets have collected over the years. I'll start. Rich Rodriguez. Remember Rich Rodriguez? Anyhow, uh, game two, I got to North Carolina at like 4 or 5 o'clock. I, this was a game probably besides being on the air where it's tough to watch a game when you're on the air with Craig or now Tiki. This Saturday night game was the least watched Met game I've had all year. Again, didn't score it. I don't even know if I ever turned it on. I think I literally was game day. With the MLB app. So I know Tyler McGill sucks. I did. You know what I saw? I turned it on for 30 seconds. I saw Brandon Nimmo trying to turn a single into a double down three runs in the eighth inning. I think that was the one thing I saw. And I'm like, Brandon, you have to be kidding me. Down by three runs in the eighth inning. And it it should have been a double because he hit it to left center field. Um, I thought off the bat it was going to be a double. But you cannot get thrown out at second base when you're down by three runs in the eighth inning. But they lost 7-3, and what else is there to say? They blow. Well, I have something to say here. So after that game, Tyler McGill was like, you know, I think I'm improving. I'm working stuff out and all this other nonsense, right? And Which is really a big old pile of shit from Tyler McGill. I have a question for you, okay? And let's really break something down. Let's get a hard-hitting drunk analysis from from you and I <laughs> at this moment. Tyler McGill has sucked ass in the majors with like a four and a half or, or I think his ERA is like 4.7. In AAA, it's actually worse. It's like seven and change. So he's been terrible. Why does he get the nod to be like, you know what? I think he's good enough to come back up to the majors. There's nobody else to bring up. And on that note, the whole thing that came out, the article about Ronnie Mauricio beating a very upset or or not really handling not being called up well, and he's in a really bad funk at the moment. 
and he's not getting called up, and he's taking poorly to it. And that's the reason why he's not getting called up. I feel like this team still has a lot of things ass backwards. Yeah. So the the thing with McGill, I, and I've heard that a lot about pitchers who get sent down, like Tyler McGill, David Peterson, Joey Lucchese, that sometimes they'll slump when they first go down because of the disappointment of not being on the major league level. McGill struggled mostly at AAA. Lucchese had some good moments. He has struggled recently, too. I think the reason why you go McGill, and certainly Lucchese is another option, is that you need to find out about them right now. You know, a guy like Mike Vassell is probably not ready. And if Mike Vassell comes up here and struggles, I don't think you're learning anything about him necessarily. I don't think it means he's a failed prospect if he comes up probably too soon and struggles. And so I think one of the benefits here to the final two months of the season is it's like the final test for Tyler McGill. This is your final opportunity. And I know that even if McGill pitched well, we probably still wouldn't trust him. I don't think most of us would say he should be in the rotation next year. But it's it's a final test for him. And I think that's why you call him up, and I'm not against it. This is your final look. You know, this is your final opportunity. The Mauricio thing, none of us know Ronnie Mauricio. None of us knew Mark Vientos. When you hear rumblings that are leaked out from the Met organization that are negative about either guy, that is disconcerting. Not just about the player, but about whoever's leaking it. Like, what benefit would you have to leaking something negative about one of the guys on your team? I've never understood that. So, oh, oh, and one other thing about Mauricio and his numbers, which overall are very good. Tomas Nito sitting 313 with an 800 OPS. So I, I just caution. Just caution. Caution. If Tomas Nito is hitting 313 with an 800 OPS, we all know he is probably one of the worst hitters we've ever seen. I mean, pound for pound, one of the worst hitters we've ever seen. That you do have to look at the numbers at AAA with, you know, with a, with a, what do you say when you're like, you're not sure about something? Drunken goggles. With drunken goggles, correct. Yeah. (laughs) Look at a little bit with drunken goggles and say, is this, now that doesn't mean Mauricio shouldn't come up. He should come up. I know that there's a benefit to not having him lose his rookie status now in terms of if next year he wins rookie of the year or is a top vote getter, there's a benefit for the Mets. I think they need to see what this kid's got. And I think a part of why bringing him up right now is important is that what are you doing with him next year? Like Seriously, he's ready to graduate. He's ready to be a Major League Baseball player. What do you envision his role being? He's a bad defensive second baseman. He's a bad defensive left fielder. Okay, I believe that. But if he hits enough, he could be the DH. The Mets do not have a DH this year. They may not have a DH next year. I do not believe, Pete, the New York Mets are going to be spending money on offense players. I think all of their money, and I hope it's a lot. None of us know. It's the big question going into the offseason is going to be spent on starting pitching. So I you hey, hey, what do you have with Vientos? Is Brett Beatty a guy who should be given the third base job next year? Should Ronnie Mauricio be put into the third base mix? So sooner rather than later, I want to see him up here because I want to look at Mauricio, Vientos, Beatty, because these two months are huge and help determining where – 
are we looking at them come spring training 2024?